All right, we're live. We are live. You guys, the yeah. gang's all here. Yeah. I'm so overly excited about this. And okay, I have to say, which is kind of annoying, is that both Dan and Adam look fit. Are you guys on like a summer thin diet? Because I'm jealous. I got an excellent haircut. So, you know, I was in Warsaw. Um, went to went to a random barber it was it was kind of cool because it was a the, the the lady cutting my hair turned out she was ukrainian and she was a refugee and so we got to talking about what her family's going through how they're doing what she's going through uh but she gave me one heck of a haircut and trimmed the beard up nicely so thank you to uh thank you to oksana for the the wonderful haircut oh. oksana girl i need you over here <laughs> i i just got back from a week and a half of a vacation and I'm run ragged. I probably, my wife said I looked like I lost weight, not not by uh, proper eating or anything, just, you know, running, 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 eating on the fly, exhaustion. I was having fun, unlike Adam, who's doing good things on, on his uh, overseas trip. Uh, but uh, man, I'm exhausted. I'm happy to be back. Well, I'm happy to have you guys back because I miss you a lot, always, as you know. Um, also, to our viewers who are just tuning in, um, our name has changed. We are the Saratoga Podcast. So welcome to the Saratoga Podcast. Now, why has the name changed? That don't matter. The only thing that does matter, we'll be talking Saratoga 24-7 all the time. Nothing's changed about our content. We're going to be talking politics, news, life, you know, everything that's on the tip of people's tongues in Saratoga Springs this week. And we are hoping to stick to this Wednesday noon um, time. So moving forward, I know that I've gotten, and maybe you guys have gotten some of this feedback too, but I have gotten some feedback that we're, you know, we're inconsistent in our time. And that's just because we're doing this as a passion project. Um, we're doing this because we love Saratoga, but between the three of us, we've got uh, four, six, eight kids, eight kids. Husbands, wives, met like a million jobs. And puppy, so we puppy. <gasps> puppy, you yeah. crazy? Oh <laughs> well, he's God. older now. He's, a, he's almost a year. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. In that case, okay. So anyhow, let's get into it, you guys, because we have so much to talk about this week. And I just want to do a little preview for people. Um, I would say the headline has been the last two city council meetings. There was a special city council meeting on Saturday. And then there was the regularly scheduled city council meeting um, last Tuesday. And uh, I would say the headline is that there was a lot of debate over some very granular issues. But in my opinion, Mayor Ron Kim looked unhinged. And it, it concerned me um, to see him behave the way he was behaving. Um, I, I honestly am, am not sure he's fit for office. Um, I felt that Commissioner Montanino was also behaving horribly. Um, and so I want to get into some of those issues and see what you guys think. I also thought there was a really unexpected hero that has emerged from this, um, which was Commissioner Dylan Moran, um, which, as you guys know, my history with him has been a little bit spotty. And so for me personally, to think that he was the hero out of all this is pretty, pretty unexpected and, and pretty exciting. Um, I think Commissioner Golub has also kind of been been uh, holding down the ship with his very rational and, and calm approach. Um, but before we get into that, I would like to bring in our guests for the day. Where are you, Mr. John Kaufman? There he is, hey. the man, the myth, the legend. We have John Kaufman with us today from SaratogaSpringsPolitics.com. John, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Yes. Look Whoa. at the audio working out. I okay. know. What is John like drinking this morning? He had his Wheaties. You got more energy than, than the three of us. <laughs> He's just excited. 
excited to see us, guys. <laughs> I think he's excited because it's been such a week in local politics that there's a lot to talk about and some really, some really kind of not not usual things going on. John, am I correct? You are correct. Regrettably. <laughs> Yeah. Regrettably, right? We would, so, we, would, we would prefer dullness, wouldn't we? <laughs> well, <laughs> we would. Happen. We would. There, there's other areas we could find some excitement. Um, so I wanted to start this conversation off by saying, and John, I haven't even spoken about this with you. I woke up this morning and I was really, really deeply sad to see on the city's Facebook page and a job um, advertisement for the director of risk and safety. And as you guys may know, that was a job that was held by Marilyn Rivers for I think almost 20 years. I mean, years and years and years. And she is excellent at it and it is a huge job. She deals with, I can't even describe the amount of things that the Director of Risk and Safety deals with, but suffice to say, no one did it better than Marilyn Rivers. She has saved the city tens of millions of dollars over the year. This city council, not everyone on the city council, I would say probably in particular Mayor Ron Kim, has been obsessively focused on pushing her out. And it appears that they have success successfully done that. And that is really tragic. Um, so I, I almost think we should kind of back our way into how that happened and, and discuss the last two council meetings. And maybe John, you could give us a bit of an overview as to what these uh, two last city council meetings were about, and why the council needed a special city council meeting on Saturday, this past Saturday morning. Okay, well, it's, let me just say, it's very complicated, the whole thing and beyond what we can go through completely in this session. Um, and without, I'm afraid to be self-promoting, um, I'm gonna have a blog going into all of this up by Friday, but- Self-promote away, we're cool Okay, so we enjoy it. So, Basically, um, the at the council meeting, the members of the council showed an extraordinary lack of knowledge about how the city functions and about their responsibility. Um, the, the the issue grows out of uh, out of litigation with someone named Tim well, Wales, um, but the former city engineer is that correct? City of engineer, right? But as just a little bit of background for your, for your, uh, for your people. Um, the city, uh, uses travelers insurance, uh, as its insurance company, uh, to handle, um, suits against the city. And the relationship is a little unusual in that, um, the city is officially represented by a lawyer, but the city, you know, but the city in its contract with Travers basically gives up all authority over the litigation. It has no role at all in the settlement or any of the litigation. The city for that, and this is not an unusual, this is the way the insurance normally works. For doing that, the insurance company pays for all the legal work, which can run into hundreds of thousands of dollars and is responsible for uh, the payment of whatever settlement uh, is reached or whatever the court decides the city should pay. The city only has to pay $25,000 deductible in the event that there is some sort of payment by the insurer to do that. Okay. It's pretty simple and straightforward. It's, it, it's, the city has been doing this for a long time. 
If I'm John, if I'm not, if, if I'm not okay. mistaken, and I know none of us are insurance experts, but that's how your car insurance work or your home insurance. If you suffer, you know, if you're in an accident, bad accident, the insurance company, they, uh, they, you know, they, they carry the risk of moments. So they also defend essentially themselves in the suit. So this is, this is not something special to city insurance, correct? This is just kind of a standard insurance protocol. Absolutely. Ab absolutely. So, um, and what happened is, is, and this is a little bit of weeds, but bear with me just for a second. The city has something called a consent agenda. And what happens is the city gets hundreds of bills every month. If the city council had to vote on every one of those bills individually, it would take hours. Okay, so instead what happens is it puts them all into one resolution and lists them all. Okay, um, and then uh, the, the council pays for it. And in order to be on that list, it has to be an item that is budgeted by the city, which means it was a, the overall target was approved. Um, it met the procurement requirements of the city, in which this case it was a, a, an executed contract. Um, uh, and uh, it's gotten a bill uh, identifying you know what was what was paid for okay this and, this is a standard thing let me just and yes. this is the way the deductible that the city has to pay for its for any insurance claims has been handled for the for the past uh that's always the way it's been handled um and, and just just yeah. really quick john i just wanted to point out so for anyone who's gone to a city council meeting the city council meeting begins there's a public comment period and then the mayor moves to the consent agenda and you'll find it listed at the top of the agenda. And there's all these kind of items underneath and we don't go through all those items. You just vote yay, nay, or you abstain from voting on the consent agenda. Right. When I was in office, the items on the consent agenda were not items I personally familiarized myself with. It was something that my deputy did. So she had, I knew that she had gone through them. And if there was anything that needed to be brought to my attention, she would bring it to my attention. But I think in the time that I was there, I don't think there was a single moment where we had an issue with something on the consent agenda. So usually it's something you move through pretty quickly. Um, and anyway, I just wanted to give that kind yeah. of context, but continue, John. So what happened, which is like deeply disturbing, is that um, Commissioner Montanino went onto this, I would call it a rant, um, in which he stated that the consent agenda simply involved, uh, quote, um, mops, uh, buckets, uh, and toilets, and it's just minor stuff, okay? Uh, and so uh, he then also uh, said that, be, I'm sorry, let me just go back. So you know, minor items. In fact, Commissioner Montanino is wrong, okay? Um, I have a page from the most recent one. Okay, most yeah. recent consent agenda. There is a bill on here for eighty-one thousand dollars for rubble, rubble, rubble blacktop, and another one that simply states service contract, and that's for twenty thousand dollars. So Montanino, oh, so Montanino, and he it's an expensive bucket. <laughs> yeah, and he repeated this, and um, during the meeting, Kim. And Sangvi go on in the same direction, saying, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he complained that because allegedly the payment for this insurance claim was included in this uh, agenda, 
um, that in the future he was going to have to scrutinize all of this stuff. And he was bitter about it. Well, as Robin points out, this is part of the job. You are approving a million dollars worth of items, okay? This is supposed to be done. And and he's basically admitting that for seven months, he hasn't done it. And he's complaining that he's going to have to do it. It it was really kind of... um, kind of shocking um so anyway. yeah so 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 that was so the twenty five thousand dollar deductible for travelers insurance was on the consent agenda that's right and basically the city council specifically commissioner montanino and mayor kim reacted as if it was something that commissioner moran was trying to like sneak in there and 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 slide through so that no one would notice and they would just vote on it they also all pretended like they didn't know how it showed up on the consent agenda. Like, why was it there? Who put it there? Um, which again, there was just a lot of political grandstanding going on. And especially with Commissioner Montanino, and I wanna get into Mayor Kim after this, but Commissioner Montanino has, to me, consistently now admitted that he's putting things on the agenda or he's voting on things uh, on things on the agenda and he doesn't know what he's voting for or he doesn't know what he's put on and is asking other people to vote for. Because just prior to this, uh, about two city council meetings prior, uh, he introduced a resolution to create a new city ordinance for aggressive panhandling. And this is an issue I think we probably all have different opinions on, which is great. But my point is he put this uh, resolution on and he had it just up for discussion, so there was no vote, but they discussed it a bit. And one of the things Commissioner Montanino was saying that he had based it off of a model they had in Rochester, New York. And in Rochester, New York, uh, the, the city of Rochester was sued over this resolution. Um, and then they went to appeals court. And finally, it was upheld that the city of Rochester, uh, this was a constitutional resolution and they could move forward with it for aggressive panhandling. Commissioner Golub weighed in at the end of that conversation and said, listen, I don't really care about the legalese here. I, you know, I assume the things we're passing at this city council table have been vetted by the city attorney and we know that they're constitutional. My question is, did this work in addressing aggressive panhandling in the city of Rochester? And Commissioner Montanino did not know the answer to that. He did not know. He didn't know if it had worked in Rochester. All he said was that Chief Crooks from the police department had the same question and Chief Crooks was gonna make a call to the Rochester Police Department to see if it indeed it had worked. And so I don't know how you guys feel about that, but to me, like, it doesn't even matter what the resolution was about to put up a resolution for, for a vote that would create like a new city code and was pretty significant without knowing that it achieves the ends that you wanted to achieve, that is, that is crazy. And then now to hear that he, for the last seven months, has not looked at a single consent agenda and has just blindly voted on them, that doesn't really instill a lot of confidence uh, for, for me as a constituent in his ability to serve on the city council. Thoughts, Adam and Dan? <laughs> Jim Montanino has been our punching bag on this uh, podcast. And, you know, obviously with good reason. I'm I'm equivalent to just walking off a plane from about 11 days vacation here. So obviously I've been looking at this <laughs> from a distance, uh, keeping up my website here to report, but not as in-depth as, as you folks have. So I'm, I'm actually uh, appreciating this, this enlightenment that the two of you are, are, are giving me and Adam and, and our, our viewers yeah, Matt, my, you're more my, uh, well-versed than I am. Yeah, I mean, my, my thought on it, Robin, is that you did say he put this up for discussion, right? This was not up for yep. vote. So, you know, in putting up for discussion, this is this is why 
why he did that. You know, this is why you put things up for discussion. And I think I'm, I personally, and I know, I know, you know, again, I think we differ on this. Um, I think something has to be done and something's better than nothing. And to get the, the to get the discussion going and the ball rolling, I think I, I, I believe me, like you said, Commissioner Montanino, we, when we disagree with them, we, we let it be yeah, known, but, sure. but, but, but I'm glad somebody did something about this because uh, it's, 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 it's getting kind of, it, we all agree there's a problem right. there. And, and I think we need Except to discuss about what's the solution. But, the, but, but at I the think end of the day, it failed. It failed. They voted it down. They vote, they did vote it down. They but, voted but, it down. Yeah. But, but more importantly, I, I think it, it does bring it back to our, our, our conversation of, of, you know, what was going on. It just seems there was more going on with Dylan Moran, Commissioner Montanino and Mayor Ron Kim than, yep. than was seen because it was a lot of, a lot of kind of gotcha uh, politics going on between the yep. groups and about something that seems, you know, yep. on one hand, and maybe one of you two could talk about this, you know, because there's also the accusation ma made that the $25,000, it was Jim Whalen. Uh, was, Tim Whalen. Jim Whalen. He was a political ally of Dylan Moran. So is, is, is there something there or is that just, you know, is that, yeah. is that, is that happenstance? Is that a coincidence? That's, that's a good question. I'm happy to answer it, but John, you're yeah, more than welcome okay. to wait. Go, you know, go. Um, I think that uh, I have no idea if they were political allies or not. I really don't know. I don't know Tim Wales at all. But even if they were political allies, this is just paying the deductible of the insurance company. And so I don't see any correlation. Even if they were like bestie friends forever right. and ever, I don't see how that would have any correlation. To this was still deductible. business as usual. Yeah, that's in my opinion. John, what, would you, what do you think, John? Well, let me just say that um, <clears throat> the, the the meeting was stream of consciousness. It, yeah. it's, it, it's difficult to pull logic out of all of this because, yeah, I think I think to some extent uh, the animus between um, Kim uh, and and Dylan and and they I'm sure contributed to it. But it's crazy because you have a bill. Yeah, you got a deductible. Okay. I mean, travelers didn't pony up $75,000 to Tim Wales as a favor to Dylan Moran. I mean, Correct. that makes absolutely no sense. Correct. But because as John, as John, as you said earlier, we, the way it works is that travelers and the attorney they've retained negotiate on behalf of the city without without, uh, you know, communicating with the city. And so they settle it how they see fit. So it would be really hard, I think, for any politician to influence that if the person in question was a friend or an ally or whatever. I mean, do you guys have um, any insight? Does the city attorney take, is the city attorney completely, like you said, no, no input? Attorney. No, 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 none. Yeah, none, no none, input. None. Because no. you can understand why. I mean, if you were in the insurance, we can see why they don't do it. Kim is refusing to pay, pay the bill. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can imagine that an insurance company spending all this money on lawyers and, and settlements, okay, really does not want its client, who could be Ron Kim, to tell them, oh, no, uh, you have to redo this. Um, yeah. There may and, be which, by the way, there. if we don't pay the deductible, guess what happens, you guys? We lose our freaking insurance. Well, it's this, pretty cut and dry. This is another scary part of it. And mm -hmm. that is that, um, I have it from good authority that Kim, well, he said it at the meeting. Uh, Kim claims that the representation that the insurance company did was inadequate. Um, the uh, uh, This case uh, was originally brought in state court. 
it was appealed to the to the appellate division where Wales lost, um, and it went to and Wales then went to federal court, and unfortunately, the two main witnesses, Skip Soraka and another woman, died. Um, so the insurance company, without these witnesses, decided settle it, be done, be done with it. Okay, Th this is. But but Kim's uh, then says at the meeting that that obviously uh, they shouldn't have settled because they won in both other court cases. Okay, because uh, he doesn't do uh, due diligence. But before I this is over, I really want to express my concern about Marilyn Rivers and what happened here, because if you wa watch the video and I'm going to have it on my site, I mean. Montanino is in a rage about this alleged conspiracy and yes. asked who did this, who put this on the on the agenda. And the person who put the on the agenda was Marilyn Rivers because she was responsible for overseeing the contract with the insurance company when they sent her the invoice for the deductible she put it put in it. She's been under tremendous stress and, yeah. and she's been a great employee. And now not only has she left precipitously, she yeah, she's on medical leave. She's left on medical leave, okay, because of all of this. And now that leaves a void in terms of, of, of that. And it's going over also, um, uh, Kim managed to move risk and safety to his office. So friends, Ron Kim is now responsible for risk and safety in Saratoga Springs. Um, I just worry about the the future liabilities for the city. Let, yeah. let me jump I in here. Let me jump in, Robin, for a second. Yeah, I, I just want to say, you know, again, I'm not as well versed on this, so I'm not going to automatically agree with you. Although I think down the road I would once I do my own assessment. But here's what here's what I'm seeing from fifty thousand feet: dysfunction, ugly, backstabbing politics, yeah. uh, arguably some incompetence. Yeah. I expect better. I expect better. Yeah. I, I, I'm not yeah. in the lead yet. I hope to be in a couple of days that I can catch up with you guys. But th this is bad. You know, you, 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 that, you're that, literally yeah. the equivalent of uh, getting off a plane. Of course, it's Saratoga. You know, I'm naive not to expect that. But no, I do expect better as a as, no, a, yes. as a taxpayer. And and I don't want to pick sides yet, but I agree with you. Ron Kim, I've seen him now just in, in rabid attack mode towards Dylan Moran, who once again seems to have accounted for himself well in a steady way. And uh, maybe in a week I'll say, you know, I looked into further and, and it's different than what I said uh, back on that uh, that Wednesday. But uh, that's that's my initial assessment. And you guys, I got to bring up something. And Adam, I want to see if you agree with me here. Airing out our dirty laundry like this, who would want to do business with the city? If we don't pay our bills, who wants to do business with us? I think this 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 really puts the reputation of the city uh, you know, front and foremost, it, it, it denigrates the reputation of the city because well, apparently the, this is how we do business. The, the, other, the other fear is that what does this potentially do to our bond rating? Yes. You know, the, the city has the ability to borrow money at a very cheap rate. Um, the, 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 for years under Commissioner Madigan, we had a, you know, an A plus, I mean, it was, it was, I think one level above the absolute highest, uh, you know, whatever the technical term for it is. But but that allows the city to borrow money, and when we go out to bond projects like the the uh, the fire station, the third station, we can do that, and we can borrow money at a very very cheap rate, which saves the taxpayers money. Yes. So not paying your bills, I mean, everybody knows this, and you know, bring this back to your own pocketbook. 
if you don't pay your bills and your credit score goes down, you pay more when you want to, when you need to borrow money. So that certainly I, I, is a concern. And I think our bond rating currently is a double A plus. Is that right? Double A plus rating. I think there's a word after plus, but that's, I guess oh, that's why I'm not right. the commissioner of finance because I knew Close most enough. of it, but not all of it. But, <laughs> but there's one word that ticks it down a notch, but, gotcha. but pretty much we're as good as it can get. John, go ahead. You I was just going to say also, the other thing is, and, and Robin knows more about this, but for your readers, August is usually the time that the city Ooh. is working on its budget, okay? And and that's always a contentious and difficult process because every department wants all kinds of stuff. Manita Sangvi has gone on vacation for a month. To India. To India. She's a finance yeah. director. She's on yeah. vacation for a month. I mean, yeah. I guess some of this stuff could be done by Zoom, but um, this is all very, you know, very unusual. Yeah. Let me ask you guys I, I, this. Chris Ball, bringing it back to what we were talking about. What What is going like, Again, these are all hypotheses. If we have one, I don't. What is going on? What You know, when we were campaigning, Robin, it, the, the Democrats yeah. were lockstep. I mean, four out of five of them were. Yeah. Dylan, uh, you know, Commissioner Moran, Mary Kim, Jim. Yeah. And now, now at the table, they're, they're you know, it looks, it looks it, you know, it looks like you have Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump up there. You know, it's it's it's, it's unbelievable sure. to, to 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 see this. And I certainly think discord is good, even among party your own party members, because you should have the ability to disagree, but in constructive ways, not in the ways we're seeing. So, do you guys have any any thoughts yeah. on what, what what's I, going on? Yeah, I, would... I have some thoughts, but do you mind if I hop in, John, really quick? Oh. So here's my one comparable. Okay, I I campaigned with Michelle Madigan and Meg Kelly as a one Saratoga team. I would say about two weeks into office, um, Mayor Meg Kelly flipped a switch and it became a completely different person. We no longer got along. She treated me horribly. But the difference is I didn't let that spill over into the city council meetings and neither did she. And so while we didn't get along behind the scenes, at the city council table, we were professionals. And I think that Commissioner Moran is being a professional. And I think that Commissioner Golub is being a professional. I don't see a lot of professionalism with Commissioner Songvi simply because this is her fourth vacation. This is a crazy amount of vacation. I realize the job pays 14.5, but you can't work like it pays 14.5, okay? So it concerns me that she's leaving when budget season's just about to begin and it's her first budget season. The But, the, but Mayor Kim and Commissioner Montanino it's like they need to look up the word professionalism in a goddamn dictionary because I think they have no understanding of what it means. Nothing. And Les Dan, as you said, we do deserve better. This is insane. This is anyone who goes back on the city's website and looks at the council meetings, the last two council meetings, or goes on John's website, saratogaspringspolitics.com and follows along there. You can watch clips on there. So if you don't want to read what John has to say because you feel like it might be editorialized, you can still watch the clips. The clips don't lie, people. The clips do not lie. Anyhow, John, carry on. Well, I was just going to say, uh, you know, when you watch these clips, um, I have to give Dylan Moran credit, okay? Yeah. Because um, Montanino was beside himself attacking him in a way yeah. that was just harsh and over the top and regrettably... Kim does nothing, you know, to encourage the tone being brought down. Seriously, friends, if Montanino had gone on to me like at, at a meeting that way, I don't know what I would have done. I might have yeah. just left the meeting. It was it was that it was that toxic. 
Um, but it's let me just say the, <clears throat> the problem is it's all rooted in the fact that this council members, these council members, they are uninterested in finding out the details of what's involved with their job. Well, um, I don't think all of them are. I don't no, think no, all the three. Of them no, the three. The three. Yeah. The three. The three are 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 indifferent to that. And when you're ignorant, it's easy to get angry and outraged and paranoid because you don't really fully understand what's going on. And that think, is just the, the, the final indictment of these people. I agree. And I think the, 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 the beginning of this was all how Ron Kim handled the city attorney's office in that position. Because I think that if he had a strong city attorney in place, and, and, and Tony Iso is wonderful, wonderful. But this is a job that requires at least two people. And the way he totally bungled that whole thing, I think we're seeing the after effects now. I mean, to me, this is such a direct after effect. Wouldn't you say, John? Yeah. I, I mean, let me say that um, at one point, I'm not going to be quite as generous to Tony as you are. At one point okay. in the meeting, uh, Golub asks Tony, well, could you comment on this consent agenda thing and the history of it and so forth? Um, and Tony uh, claimed, I really don't know enough about it. Uh, I'm willing to research it. Um, what happened there is <clears throat> Tony has survived for 35 years as the assistant attorney because basically he's kind of a go-along guy. Um, he was caught between Dylan Moran and the other three people, uh, and he punted. Um, we who could blame him, John? Who could blame him? Hey, Tony, you want to dive into this pile of shit? Yeah, let me jump right in. No, he, it was a savvy yeah. move on his part. Uh, you, you're you're right. You're right. Um, but I, I I hope you with that. You know what can I tell you? I would say also it it Vince Diller. I knew Vince. I know Vince. I'm telling you, Vince would have answered that question. Uh, you're right, and Vince would have risked being fired by Kim, okay? But I would submit that that if they ask him a question, he would have answered it. In fact, I think Vince would have researched it earlier, knowing Vince, and tried to explain to these people, you got to pay this bill. Well, and, and I think to me the point is, is that clear? it's clear to me that the city council, um, save for Ron Kim, is having a hard time accessing the correct legal opinion prior to going to a city council meeting. Because if this were during my time in office and Vince were there and Tony was there, this wouldn't have gotten to the city council table. These these horrible arguments wouldn't have happened at the council table because this simply wouldn't, this would have been settled behind the scenes as it should be settled behind the scenes. And so I think that is the problem with not having two strong and competent city attorneys, but also having a mayor that allows you to have access to them. Because from what I hear, Mayor Kim seriously restricts the other city council members' access to their city attorney and other city attorneys that work with the city. And I think that is really horrific. And I think that Mayor Kim does not understand his job. And I think he is making it incredibly difficult for the city council to do the business they need to do by the actions he's taken. Yeah, I, I would jump in on that. I have a question for you, Robin. Sure. Um, yeah. 25 years ago, when my dad became a town justice, the Office of Court Administration held classes around the state to teach people how to be a town justice. <laughs> uh, municipal uh, elected officials, is there, does yeah. NICOM or do, is there another trade yeah. association or the state 
are there classes? Because we've seen a lot of mistakes in, in eight months in office. You crack me up, Dan D. Federici, and I'll tell you why. You crack me up. Yes, there are classes you can take, 100%. Do you think Ron Kim or James Montanino would ever go take a class about anything? These are men who think they know everything. They know everything. If you want to suggest taking a class to them, Godspeed, my friend. They need one. I agree. But would they take one? Hell to the no. And, and shame on them. Shame on everybody yeah. that's a new council member for not getting some level of, of schooling, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Also for you. NICOM offers them. NICOM offers them for every new elected official. Also for your for the listeners of this, um, uh, all I can say to people is, is that the morale in City Hall yeah. is horrendous. Okay. Because the resources are there to educate these people. Aside from taking the course, they have people around them to educate yes. them. And you can imagine if you work for a boss <laughs> who you had to watch making all these bad decisions and there was nothing you could do about it, he wouldn't consult you. And in fact, if you disagree with him, um, he can be uh, vituperative and, um, and, and, and a problem in the future. So the we have, I don't know what's going to happen during these, these, uh, these two years. You got to wonder where Angela Rella is in all this. We have a deputy mayor named Angela Rella. She's an attorney. She's a smart, competent individual. And I have to wonder where she is in all of this. How can she let Mayor Ron Kim run the way he's running? It is mind boggling to me. Do you, you guys think our police department is just like taking a big sigh and saying, thank goodness for a year and a half, <laughs> this was all directed at us. <laughs> like, we could just go and do our job and then, and all this you know, stuff flying around. Is, is, we you can know, do just, our job with the four people that are left and it'll be okay. Is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah. Yeah. We actually had um, the- uh, What What is the current status then of Ms. Ms. Rivers? Of what? She's, she's oh, on, she's on indefinite medical leave. I mean, the stress obviously has just overcome her. She's on a, She was supposed to retire in April. Next April. Next April. Yeah, coming April. Okay, she's supposed to retire in April after she'd have her twenty years in um, any other institution. And, and knowing how hard she'd worked for the yeah. city would have would have would never have put her through this. If anything, yeah. um, a, a, a mayor. I think she was. I'm just saying. If anything. You know, you would have expected a decent mayor would have actually gone up to her office and said, yeah. listen, I'm really sorry that all this happened at the meeting. I'm supportive of you. Don't worry. No, we'll, no, no, no. None of that happened. Um, and uh, yeah. and she's gone. Yeah. You, John, you're assuming that Mary Kim knows the S word. And I don't I don't think that he does. Um, but yes, she I mean, she is gone. We can confirm that she's gone. If you guys go to Facebook and you look up the city. The job posting is up, so she is no longer the director of risk well, and safety. I'm not. Let's put it this way: she's on. She's officially on. They're, done, they're, 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 they're hiring another director of risk and safety. So, is it possible? Unless we have, let me just say it could be for April. I don't know, but but uh, first of all, yeah, I just don't know the details. All I do know for sure is okay. that she's on indefinite medical leave. She may have indicated that officially that she is not coming back. I I I, I don't know. By the way, folks, for, for those listening, if you're hearing a voice in the background of John Kaufman's feed, that would be his lovely wife, Jane Way, mm -hmm. who is um, one half of this uh, terrific twosome. Uh, <laughs> I would say three quarters. Uh, <laughs> three quarters. 
Yeah. 90 percent, you know. <laughs> and I have not been kicked once during this entire entire. <laughs> well, John, and that but it's case, not over. Wrap, I, no, I was just going to say I was actually going to wrap up our conversation because I know that Adam has a hard out and I want to okay. talk to him about Ukraine before right. we leave. But we thank you so much, John. You were the best. Everyone look for John's columns yeah. on politics.com. John, Thank I need you. to catch up with you. Sorry, I've been... Uh, uh, hey, not a problem, man. We'll, we'll talk to you. Thanks. Bye. Thank, Thank you, John. Thanks, John. Always insightful. Hello. All right. Core team, core three. Adam Israel. Adam is in Ukraine right now. And Adam, um, can you tell our viewers when you went over and kind of what your experience has been like and how we can help continue to support what you're doing um, in Ukraine and with Ukrainian refugees? Sure. So I've been I've been over here now for about two and a half weeks, uh, you know, started off in Poland. And the good news is what we've seen in Poland is a, a real drawback of the refugee crisis. It seems like that that the flux, that mass of refugees now is not here. The, the, the tents you saw put up outside the Warsaw Central train station is down now. There's there's still booths where where refugees can go and get assistance and get help. But there's two people. 2000. So uh, in Poland, it's great. But but what you're seeing now is is really the need has shifted towards Ukraine because there's a lot of people who either because they're in occupied territories cannot leave Ukraine because of financial situations, they can't leave Ukraine or because of their health, they can't leave Ukraine. So uh, now there's 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 an even greater need for assistance in Ukraine. Um, I just talked to uh, a lady today whose parents are an occupied uh, an occupied part of Ukraine in the eastern part, and you know they they say people now work for food because there's no way to access money. There's no, there's zero way to send them assistance. They can't. We can't send them. There's no way for them to go to an ATM and draw money. Uh, again, their their salary is being paid in food. They wake up at 6 a.m. every morning to the Russian national anthem. Uh, wow. And so, yeah. So so what what I see, and this is just me happening, is, you know, R Russia starting to set up a West and East Ukraine like they did, in, you know, essentially in Berlin when there was a Berlin Wall. Um, right now, I can say that the, the, the fighting is eerily quiet, but I get the sense from my contacts here and the people I know who are actually out there and working with the people who are fighting that, that it's about to it's about to get very hot again. Um, uh, Ukraine, and this was something that was really neat last night, and actually makes me a little nervous about being in in, in 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 Ukraine right now. But last night they were able to hit a Russian air base in Crimea, and what's interesting wow. about this is that it was something like three hundred kilometers away, and there were two explosions there, rocked the air base. Uh, there was it, it was right next to a a very popular beach where it's now full of Russian uh, tourists who all fled, you know, there's huge traffic jams getting out. But if they can only shoot 120 um, kilometers, how are they reaching a base 300 kilometers? And there's a lot of speculation of, you know, maybe the U.S. The U.S. initially was holding back and giving them these long range rockets because the U.S. didn't want uh, Ukraine firing into Russia. Maybe Ukraine has these rockets. Maybe, maybe it was, uh, maybe it was insurgents in inside this area who who, 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 somehow pulled this off. Russia's claiming that it was actually they mishandled weapons and these these bombs exploded. But for whatever reason, it, it's a good sign. The bad sign is is that when Putin is embarrassed, 
he takes it out on the civilian population in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So our fingers are crossed that, you know, no bus stations are hit, no malls are hit, as we've seen in the past. Um, but we're, you know, again, we're here in Ukraine. We're, we're doing everything we can to just, just to try to help the, the people who can't leave. Uh, you yeah. can always support us. That is a hope for Ukraine. Our Facebook page is the best way. I can't thank the Giving Circle enough for, um, you know, partnering with us. So all donations now can be tax deductible. And, uh, you know, the IRS is hiring like 87,000 new agents. So, you know, you want those, you want those tax deductions, but you can, you can still write letters. You can put $20 in them. You can drop them off at the end of Saratoga. Uh, we're, you know, we're, we're going to be doing this in, in some form or another back and forth for, for as long as it takes to, to help a, you know, this, a struggling nation fighting, you know, fighting one of the, as long as it takes to kick some Russian ass and get them the fuck yeah. out of there. Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> this is, Adam, this is your third trip over there. This, or your yeah, this is my third, this is my third time my third trip. Yep. And my, also my third trip into Ukraine. So, okay. This is more That's pretty incredible. Yeah. There's more extensive into Ukraine. It seems like before it was like quicker trips. I think it seems like you're spending more time there than you have previously. I am because on this trip, I was lucky enough where my family came to Poland with me while the kids were on holiday. So I was able to, to, to do work in Poland and still spend quality time with my family. So that allows me a little mm. more time to come into Ukraine and, and, you know, again, set up the networks we have here to distribute these letters and distribute aid. So um, Adam, you're incredible. I feel like you could have a second career as an international war correspondent. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, if you want me to put together some reels and send it to the networks, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I know. I, you, you know, sometimes I'm like, what, what the, you know, what, what, what am I doing over here? What's going to become of this? But, but it, I stress this enough and you hear this from, and, and I, I, I monitor all these channels where where Ukrainians and Ukrainian leaders talk about what's going on, and and, and the common thing you hear is everybody just is, does something. Everybody does a little yeah. gesture, a big gesture, something. Whether supporting me, whether it's whether it's supporting somebody who you know who's affected by this war, whether it's calling a, a representative and saying that you support America supporting Ukraine, this is what's keeping Ukraine in this fight. And this is going to help Ukraine win this fight. And so that's that's really the message I keep on wanting to get out is 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 support me, but but more importantly, just support Ukraine any way you can. Well, I, on I that note, Robin, you're 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 great, Adam. I'm, I'm honored to know you. This you is so are, great. You, you are. It, it is pretty incredible, and you you know, and I will continue to tell you you're incredible because this is uh, it's such an important message to continue to get back to Americans. Support little or big. So we you just are asking for support for Ukraine. Um, which is something I think we can all rally around as, you know, as we have. Um, we listen, guys, we have four more minutes. I wanted to quickly get to our cheers and jeers if we can. Um, Adam, is that all right with you? Do you have a quick yeah, uh, yeah, let's, let's quick do moment it. for cheers and jeers? Okay, yeah. let's do Does anyone have any lined up? Cheers and jeers. Anybody got them? I can shoot. Dan, like. go for it, Dan. Okay. For some reason, this has been below the radar because I've only caught it on Adam's uh, uh, What's Going On Saratoga Facebook page. I have not seen the press report on it, but apparently the Open Space Institute uh, came to some sort of terms with, with the Dake family on a previous issue we reported on Snake Hill. So um, no I got to see more on it. I only saw a blurb on Facebook of maybe a week and a half ago, um, but it was very encouraging. Um, I was very excited to see that. We'll have to follow up on that next week, maybe have somebody from the, the Saratoga Lake Association on to follow through on that. But that is certainly my cheer for the week. Um, my jeer, oh my God, am I mad? I was just down in Boston Spa. 
Gas is below $4 a gallon at a number of gas stations down there. Here in the spa city, a couple miles away, $4.39 at every station. That's so you crap. got some price gouging going on, and it seems like you got some wink and nod price fixing going on. It sure seems that way. And I'm a little bad at Stewart's um, because they have several gas stations in the city. Um, and yet the ones down in Boston Spot are 30 cents cheaper, $4.09 wow. at the one on Route 50 and North Line Road. 439 at the ones on West Avenue and the one right here on Church Street. I'm really bothered by this. You cannot tell me 30 or 40 cents a gallon difference is justifiable by a few miles. So con conveniently, gas prices are higher during the track season in Saratoga Springs and nowhere else. And That's what you're saying, I think they're correct? always high here. They're, no, no, yeah, they're, they're always, always high, high here. Maybe more oh. so. To your point, perhaps more so. But it's like this. It's like we're trapped here on an island. I mean, really, we can just drive a few miles. We should. There's a thirty to forty cents or more price difference between a few miles. One village of Boston Spa crazy. in the town of Milton versus the city of Saratoga Springs. There's something absurd that about crazy. that. Shame on us as consumers for for not uh, uh, you know uh, voting with our wallets. But that's a problem. That is a problem. Adam, do you have any cheers and dears, my friend? Yes. Yeah, so uh, I get my cheers. Actually, Robin Dalton goes to you. In one podcast, you gave a compliment to um, to uh, Mayor Kelly and to Dylan Moran, Commissioner Moran, <laughs> in one podcast. It's all frozen over. What's going on? Uh, my you guys are becoming such a positive person. <laughs> I guess. But my cheers goes to the Polish police force. This is twice in my third times that I've gotten pulled over about a mile and a half from the border. And, you know, both times you're approaching the border, your adrenaline's going, you're about to drive into some, you know, some, some, uh, a country at war and, and, and you just, you're just tunnel visioned and both times they nailed me. Uh, so Polish police force, come on, we're bringing good. We're, you know, what they nail you for speeding? For speeding twice. <laughs> yeah. You, did yeah. you get like the equivalent of a ticket or how did it work out? I have no, to be honest with you, you just, they, <laughs> they have a credit card machine and it's like, it's the equivalent of like 60 US dollars and you pay the 60 US dollars. I mean, they show you the gun. It's legit. You know, it, it, I, you, you, it, when you get pulled over, Dan, you probably know this. When you see those sirens, well, in Poland, they just hold up a little red stop sign. But when you see that, you immediately <laughs> look down, you see how fast you're going. I was speeding. I did it. Um, but. But they so but they, they give you this thing and and you pay you know you, you use your Mastercard and you pay and the goodness is not like the states where you go I, I guess it'd be nice to be able to appeal it I don't know maybe you could but for me pay the sixty dollars and come to Ukraine so it's a velocity oh. tax you want to go fast you got to pay yeah a velocity tax that's hysterical <laughs> only you could get pulled over right now in Poland for speeding Adam that freaking cracks me up for some reason um well my cheer and jeer are. My cheer is, um, I guess, to, to piggyback off of Adam, I want to cheer Meg Kelly for always keeping our issues off of the city council table. I appreciate that. And I also want to cheer Commissioner Moran, because I think he's been doing an excellent job, and I think he's a really honest guy. And I have a deep appreciation for people who are honest, whether we agree or not. So cheers to both of them. Uh, my cheer for the week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm dying to hear this. I know. Drum it's going to be a thinly veiled cheer or jeer. My dear for the week is friends don't sue friends. If you know somebody and you have an issue with the name of their podcast, you pick up the phone and you call them. You don't use an attorney and send nasty letters. You pick up the phone and call them and it resolves easily. So my dear is to that person who couldn't pick up that phone couldn't send that Facebook message, couldn't send that email, 
but sent the nasty letter instead. Not cool. Friends don't sue friends. And anyway, we're welcome to the Saratoga podcast. I think this first episode with our new name rocked, you guys. And I look forward to many, many podcasts in the future. This was our 20th one, by the way, guys. 20th podcast. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. We'll, so we'll see you awesome. Wednesday at noon. We'll and see you Wednesday you at noon. Yes. Yeah. Thank you all. Mwah. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Take care, Saratoga. Mm-hmm.